Good morning, everybody, uneducated economist here. Happy New Year, by the way. I hope everybody had a safe and happy New Year celebration. In this video, I'm going to talk about the shift in global manufacturing that has taken place. A lot of times when we think about the shift in manufacturing going from, like, say, one nation to another, we have a tendency to blame it on politicians or a political environment, this administration and their tax increases or whatever, you know, blame we want to throw around. However, the economic forces that are at play have been described well over 200 years ago. And to think about it from that kind of fashion really has a much more accurate description of what is taking place. You know, I mean, even if you were to look at it from the greedy point of view, like, you know, the greedy corporations are trying to just earn more money and gain more profit by sending our, our good hardworking, you know, manufacturing jobs over to another nation. Well, I guess that would probably be a more accurate description of what is taken place than it is that politicians are doing it on purpose or, you know, it's their fault or something like that. So I'm going to read from the essay and then we'll kind of, you know, discuss it as I, as I, as I read through it. Now, this is, again, this is uh, Cantillon's essay on economic theory. This is chapter six. I believe it's chapter six. Let me double check. Yeah. Chapter six, the increase and decrease of the quantity of the quantity of money in a state. And this is probably about halfway through the uh, chapter. And it says this, if an annual and continuous balance has caused a considerable increase of money in a state, it will not fail to increase consumption. The price of everything and raise the price of everything and even diminish the number of inhabitants. Now, this is pretty interesting to think about. When you consider what happened here in the United States, as the United States became the industrial powerhouse of the world, right? We were producing more stuff and sending it throughout the rest of the world more than anybody else ever had, right? So we were producing more and selling more and getting more money and increasing our standard of living from that. You know, you hear the stories of one income was enough to produce, you know, enough money for the entire household. You could raise, you know, the family, go to college, vacations, retirement, have all that stuff off of one income. And that was due to the increase of manufacturing that we were doing here in the United States, distributing that stuff to the world. So let me read that again. If an annual and continuous balance has caused a considerable increase in money to the state. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. 
Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. It will not fail to increase consumption. Higher standard of living. Increase consumption. This increase in consumption will raise the price of everything and even diminish the number of inhabitants. Now, that was a little bit hard to understand for me. Why would it lower the number of inhabitants? You think like if it increased the standard of living, more people would have kids. And by having more kids, then that would increase the number of inhabitants, not decrease it. Right. But it's actually works opposite from that as you there's two aspects that are happening here. You have like the gentrification thing that is happening where the increase in the standard of living has made it more expensive for people to live there and they have to leave. But then also the increase in standard of living makes it difficult for people to have children as having children is expensive and it would lower their standard of living by doing that. So generally what you find is that higher standard of living nations have less birth rate, have a smaller birth rate than poverty-stricken nations. Like having kids in a poverty life, poverty-stricken life, is not going to lower your lifestyle any. Like lowering your life would mean death. So, like you know, you can have as many kids as you want; it doesn't make any change to your life. But having kids, if you have a higher standard of living, can actually diminish your your standard of living. And that is less likely to occur if you, you know, in those particular nations. And so that's why he is, you know, able to say that, that, you know, the raising the price of everything and even diminish the number of inhabitants, unless additional products are drawn from abroad, proportionate to the increase in consumption. So as the added increase in consumption begins to take place, if the manufacturing base can't keep up with it, what will happen is, is the added consumption will start raising the prices. Those rising of prices will start increasing the amount of foreign production that comes into into that particular region. Moreover, in a state in the in states that have acquired a considerable abundance of money, it is natural to import many goods from neighboring countries where money is rare and consequently everything is cheap. So think about that. It is natural it wasn't the it's not a political environment it's not a i mean i guess it is greed because that's human nature it's natural right so it is natural to import many goods from neighboring countries where money is rare and consequently everything is cheap so think about the united states and china right again he wrote this 200 years ago long before any of this stuff took place however as money must be exchanged for these products the balance of trade will become smaller right in the United States, less manufacturing happening here, more happening someplace else. The cheapness of the land and labor of foreign countries where money is rare will naturally cause the building of factories and businesses similar to those of the state, but will not, at first, 
be as perfect or as highly valued. So if that doesn't describe the United States and China, right? All the manufacturing goods here, manufactured goods here in the United States were prized as being the highest quality and cheap Chinese stuff. But the longer that took, you know, longer time took place, the more we found that the cheap Chinese goods became better and better and the manufacturing here in the United States simply left altogether, right? And that's what, you know, essentially occurred here in the United States. And I believe China is going through that right now, going through this, something very similar to this very thing. Now, you think, like, right now, China was the manufacturing base of the world. Like, they were producing all the world's stuff, right? And they increased their standard of living from it. Their birth rates have fallen. A lot of it was due to their, again, their political environment and stuff. But again, Cantillon also describes it very well within this essay. So whether or not it's politics or just the economic environment that is creating the situation, still China had increased their manufacturing base quite a bit, like dramatically, you know, not just quite a bit, a lot, right? And that also increased their standard of living. But now they're finding that there is cheaper places to manufacture that is outside of China. Now, if it was to take place, that would be Chinese, like foreign manufacturers producing the things that China was producing only cheaper and then selling it to the United States. China is now out of the game, right? China knows that this is going to occur, but what are they doing? They are now moving their own manufacturing out of China and place and moving it to places like Mexico. This is where, like, I'm going to leave a link to to this particular article down in the description talking about how they are moving some of their electric vehicle manufacturing or the thought of it of moving their electric electric vehicle manufacturing out of China to Mexico so that they can circumvent the tariffs, the taxes that have been in, you know, had been put on China for their vehicles going into the United States. So they'll manufacture them in Mexico, Mexican-made cars, and move those into the United States. At least this is kind of the idea behind it. So this is a way that they are trying to prevent the loss of their manufacturing base, which is going to occur because it's a naturally occurring thing, right? I mean, Cantillon describes it as a natural thing twice within this paragraph. And this is what I see kind of happening from it. I'm going to read this other paragraph here and then we'll, uh, how much time? We're at eight minutes into it. I'm not going to make this too long, guys. I promise. Okay. <clears throat> when the overabundance of money from the mines has diminished and you can replace mines with like debt issuance, right? I mean, Cantillon's describing it as a silver mine, but really the results of the debt issuance is somewhat similar to it. I mean, it's not exactly the same, but, but similar. When the overabundance of money from the mines has diminished the number of inhabitants in the state, and we know why that happens, accustomed those who remain to excessive expenditures. So everybody who's left over once this money has increased, right, the, the, uh, the overabundance of money has caused the prices to increase. Everybody gets used to that. They're like, hey, the people who are remaining here, we're, you know, we're now used to this. We've grown accustomed to it. Raise the price of farm products and the wages of labor to high levels and ruin the manufacturers of the state by the purchase of foreign products by the property owners and the mine workers. That's really important to hear. See, this is why you can't blame it on politicians. It's a naturally occurring thing. 
It ruined the manufacturers of the state by the purchase of foreign products by property owners and the mine workers. The people who had first access to the money were buying foreign products. It ruined the manufacturers of the state. It wasn't the politicians. I mean, I guess they could have made laws to say, hey, don't buy foreign products and stuff like that. But it wasn't the politicians. So if the politicians just got out of it, right, and did nothing, it's this would have occurred. Right. So whether they're part of it or not, it doesn't really matter. This is a naturally occurring thing that's going to happen. And you can try to force the outcome, but you can see right now what happens. Right. If you try to force the outcome, say, no, you can't send your products into my country. What do they do? They're like, OK, fine, we'll manufacture it in another country. You're going to force it out of that one, too. You know, I mean, this is like you can't stop it. It just starts flowing wherever it wants to. All right. Uh, let me see here. By the property owners, the money produced by the mines will necessarily go abroad to pay for the imports, right? So all this debt issuance that we're doing to buy all these foreign products, it's sending the money abroad. This will gradually impoverish the state and make it in a way dependent on foreigners. Like, think about it. If, the, if we were not producing, if we were not, if we're not producing it for ourselves, we have to buy it from foreign production. And we don't really produce much for ourselves. I mean, everything is made from, like, all the stuff is made from foreign production. Uh, let me see here. This will gradually impoverish the state and make it, in a way, dependent on foreigners to whom it is obligated to send money every year as it is extracted from the mines. The great circulation of money, which was widespread in the beginning, ceases, poverty and misery follow, and the exploitation of the mines appears to be only advantageous to those employed in them, and the foreigners who profit thereby. So this is incredibly in, incredibly important to like internalize here because what is it that China is going to do? Like the United States, when they realized that they had ruined their manufacturing state and that they were going to end up gradually impoverishing the state in a way dependent on foreigners because they knew that was going to happen. And if they had to send all their gold out to foreign production, they were going to end up being in poverty, right? Because the great circulation of money, which was widespread in the beginning, would cease and poverty and misery would follow, right? So we ceased the gold standard and started being in nothing but debt issuance. And we continued to be the purchaser or being dependent on foreign production. China doesn't have this luxury. China, instead, is sitting in a situation going, man, our manufacturing base is about ready to leave because it's a naturally occurring thing. Right? We already know this. And if they don't do something about that, they're going to end up being in poverty and misery. So they're going to have to move their manufacturing base to places like Mexico. And you can see that trying to occur right now within it. Okay. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave links down in the description to the Cantillon essay. I'm going to leave a link down in the description to the article talking about China trying to set up their, you know, manufacturers over in Mexico. And then I'm also going to leave a link to a live stream where we are going to discuss this even further on Wednesday evening. The live stream will be a members only live stream. Consider becoming a member of the channel. It's $1 a month. It costs hardly anything. We are going to concentrate the, the viewers down to a handful of people. We are going to discuss it in a much deeper, deeper level. It's going to be this exact topic. There's nothing new that is going to be discussed within that video that is not discussed right here, right now. 
The only difference will be is that you're going to have closer access to me and, you know, asking me questions about it or just asking the community within itself. The community will be a lot more responsive to to those comments. And that's really what I'm looking for within those uh, members only live streams. Those live streams will remain members only. So I'm trying to give some incentive for becoming a member of the live stream so that, you know, it makes it unique for you. But again, it's not information that is discussed any differently than what I'm discussing right now. It's not secret information or anything else like that. It's more of a way to bring the community tighter, closer to to discussion and, you know, benefits the channel and help support the channel a little bit more, too, as well. So I'm going to leave a link to that. Uh, so hope to see you on Wednesday. Uneducated Economist, you let me know.